0: is Triple H Horse Racing Podcast. You're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good evening and welcome to episode 324 of Picks and Ponies here on the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz. Thank you very much. Hopefully you're staying warm out there because it just seems like it is cold everywhere in the country right now but hopefully our picks are gonna be red hot on the show because we are covering a fantastic late pick five all stakes may i say late pick five sequence at the fairgrounds in new orleans this weekend where they are continuing their road to the kentucky derby with the derby prep the lacoms plus four other fantastic stakes. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Hit the notification bell so that you know when new content will arise and smash that like button. Matt Miller, smash it a few times. Actually, you only smash it once. If you hit it a second time on the bottom of the screen, it will uh, take that first smash away. So just hit the like button once. We'd greatly appreciate it. You can follow me on X right there at hkravitz and scrolling the bottom of the screen, Horse at Gmail. Dot com And also scrolling on the bottom of the screen coming up, next week it's Pegasus Week. You can see our live shows coming right now on the bottom of the screen. Our regular 8 p.m. Monday and Around. Uh, we're going to recap and then talk about Eclipse Awards also. Wednesday, Ben and and they're going to cover the early pick five at Pegasus. And then look at Thursday, guys. Two shows. That's right. A doubleheader on Thursday. A week from today is the Eclipse Awards. We're going to have a huge preview of Pegasus day late pick five in the major stakes before the eclipse awards special time. Note the time there is scrolling at the bottom of the screen and you'll find it on YouTube. We're going to be starting at 6 PM Eastern before the eclipse awards for the big preview. Uh, That's also going to be with Jason Blewett, formerly of Naira now of West point thoroughbreds, excellent handicapper, great guy as well. Uh, So Jason Blewett will be on with us a week from tonight. And then after the Eclipse Awards, it's going to be after hours. Hopefully, uh, well, I'm sure Pete will be up. Paul, not so sure, might be after his hours. Well, he might be sleeping by then. But right after the Eclipse Awards, we're going to have a post-Eclipse Awards show after dark just to talk about the results and a few other things, perhaps a few beverages Will be flowing here on the screen. So, two shows a week from today, Thursday. You do not want to miss any of that. Please listen to us also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Tip sheet below the video player. You guys know the drill. Great picks below the tip sheet, uh, excuse me, below the video player with our Power Picks tip sheet website, com. Find a lot about the Kentucky Derby preps and many, 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 many other things. Instagram also. Instagram.com backslash h racing podcast. All right, I'll, I'll bring up some comments here in a minute. Let's go bring on my co-host first from I'm assuming chilly parts of the country. First from the Northeast, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, our resident referee, basketball referee. We actually have two of them, Patrick Kunzel as well, and more knowingly a journalist for the Saratoga Special, Mr. Paul Halloran. And from the east coast of Maryland, I saw some snow I think they got this weekend. I'm not sure how it is uh, today, but it's pretty much cold everywhere, I'm assuming. Let's bring him on, Pete Visco. Guys, are we staying warm? How are we doing tonight?
1: We're not staying warm, but we're doing great.
0: <laughs> all right. Pete, you sound yeah, a, yeah, yeah, a little nasally there, Pete.
1: No, Give not at you all. Make. Yeah, I think you say that every week. I think that is just my voice at this point. I'm getting okay. old, man. This I is either. just what it is, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: All right, no problem. I want to thank FanDuel by the way. I got something in the mail today. Got this uh FanDuel hoodie. It didn't really say who it was from or anything, but it's FanDuel. So thank you, FanDuel. And the hat I actually bought. But anyway, uh, I mean, anyways. hey Paul,
1: I you know, I don't I don't remember our swag coming, so I guess we're not on the we're not on the list,
2: apparently, Paul. I mean, I would have preferred they use their resources differently and bothered to televise one second of the Vox Populi award presentation as instead of taking the time to send Howard a shirt but that's okay that's a,
1: we can't have everything can we i like i like when paul starts the show out salty it's always he does. it always makes for a fun evening
0: he does i would say talk to matt miller about getting some fan swag but for reasons i won't talk about i'm not sure that's i'm happen fine soon i'm i'm, I'm so. fine
2: with me. All right.
0: Let, should we one. see who's in the chat, boys? Because yes. we got a lot of people here. Yes. Uh Let's see here. Oh, look at Trish Smith and Trish. I am personally inviting you on to our Monday horse and around show soon, Trish. Be ready for an email. We're gonna have Trish back on the show. She's actually been on the show, I think, twice in the in the three plus years of the show. But anyway, Trish is ready. Likes track phantom of track phantom in the LeCompte. We'll be talking about that. Uh Robbie Courtney's here. Yeah, I've got eight likes. We got a lot more. Likes on that, folks. Smash that button. Michael Austin. And Michael Austin will be on Talking Horses the uh, the Monday after the Pegasus. So Michael Austin will be joining us the Monday after the Pegasus to talk about the results of that fantastic uh, card. Hello, Michael. Thanks for joining the show from, I'm sure, not too chilly LA or the West Coast area. We got Horse Davis here from, from um, Canada. I'm sure it is it is cold about everywhere. He's here. Uh, let's see here. What else? He said it's actually going to be chilly uh, in New Orleans, guys, Saturday, uh, especially for New Orleans, but it's going to be sunny. So we'll see. Uh, let's, oh, look at Robbie Courtney. He's got a rhyme, guys. Roses are red, violets are blue. HHH Racing Podcast. Uh, racing has the winning picks for you. I love it. How's that, Paul? You're jealous. that That, that, was, that flowed. It's all right.
2: I appreciate his optimism. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> all right. But you know, poems do not have to rhyme, correct, Paul? Correct. Right. Okay. But
2: it's better when they do.
0: They are for sure. Sylvain it's is here. Uh, we got the Italian stallion. Ralph Conti is here. What's up, Ralph? How are we doing? I thought we might see something, Pete. No, no. No, it's
1: you know it, it only does it when it when it's in the mood. It's, apparently, it's not ready yet.
0: All right. Kind of we do have the I'm,
1: Italian symbol in the back, though, that I got for for my birthday. So we can. That's for Ralph
0: there. Oh, nice. Well, I'm sure you know plenty of Italian symbols. Oh, it's on the oh on the wall. Sorry, I thought you were talking something else. All right.
1: If I do anyway, that, I don't know what's going to happen on the screen. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Be nice. Be gentle. All right, guys. Fairgrounds. Big. This is. They have several of these sort of um, road to the Kentucky Derby days. We covered one the last month. This is Le Comte. A month from now, guys, you know who's in that. You know who's running that day. A month from now, in the Risen Star, our boy Sierra Leone. So I see this as a scouting mission, Paul and Pete. We are scouting, especially with LeCompte, to see who Sierra Leone might have to take on a month from now. It's going to be uh, fascinating. So, oh, we got one other quick comment. Let's let, let me answer this question for Ramon. What's up, guys? Any word on the Hawthorne contest? Will you guys be there? There is another um, Hawthorne contest a month from now. It's actually that weekend, guys. It's the Risen Star weekend. Uh, Ramon, I will not be there, actually. I'm going to be visiting my brother and his lovely wife in L.A. that weekend. They just moved to L.A., actually. So I am not going to be at the Hawthorne contest in a month, and I'll be watching Sierra Leone from the confines of my brother's house, or maybe I'll be saying, you know, I don't know where I'm going to be. But uh, anyway, Ramon, they do have a great Hawthorne contest, but uh, I will not be there. All right, uh, Matt Miller is going to be there. By the way, Ramon, he's going to be there in Oakbrook uh, for you, Chicago people out there. All right, let's get to let's get to fairgrounds, guys. Uh, there is a sprint race on the turf in race I think four. We're not covering that race. Uh, Just Might, who I think I had as a top pick, I actually upset the field um, last time, is in there from the rail. People can check that out. But the late pick five guys, are we ready? All stakes, 250000 guarantee in the pool. And, Pete, Paul and I were talking before you hopped on, there are some cancellations because of the weather. I believe Turfway's not running. Oakland's not running. Pete, the fairgrounds and basically the big tracks, fairgrounds, uh, San nita Gulfstream, I think New York's going to run. Laurel's got a nice card. I'm assuming you guys are going to run. I saw like high 20s but no real snow. So I'm assuming you guys are running because the B&B guys cover that. So anyway, there are not as many uh, tracks running. I'm expecting this Fairgrounds card to be huge pools.
1: Yeah, probably should be, right? That's good because it's the it's the day you expect to have some huge pools and we want a big ticket here. So let's go.
0: Yep. All right. Let's do it. Here we go. Uh, first race of the late pick five starts at 4 p.m. Central, so 5 p.m. Eastern. It's Marie Krantz. This is on the turf, Phillies and Mares, $100,000. We see some familiar names here. It's a nine horse field. Let me take the banner, this banner off the screen, and bring up the banner we really want here. And I'll bring up in a second. Uh, Older Phillies and Mares, the favorite is the number nine, Tufani, Virginia bred, Sidham, and Ben Curtis, who's had a nice run so far from. Europe, who's been riding at the fairgrounds pretty effectively. For Stidham, who I think is an excellent, still underrated trainer. That's the morning line favorite. Let's see where we are going to start. And we all all over the place. We'll go to Paul first. Paul is going to go with Tufani. She is the favorite morning line. Paul, what do you like about this gal? Well,
2: I'll tell you. Um, my first comment I wrote in my notes was enough pace, question mark, you know, looking at the last two races. But, boy, talk about a horse changing styles over the course of a few months. Uh, Went to the – forced the pace at Delaware, went to the lead at Colonial, was forward at Colonial again, and then uh, ships down to New Orleans and all of a sudden is coming from toward the back of the pack, but with authority. So I think that kind of mitigates my concern about – is there going to be enough pace? Because I don't know that the horse is the stone cold closer that uh, she has showed the last few races based on earlier races. I think that uh, uh, Ben Curtis, who won a race today early in the card uh, might have the flexibility to, to just keep this horse closer if necessary. Yet I do think there might be, you know, just enough pace anyway. So I, I just thought the horse had a couple of different ways to win the race.
0: Paul, there you see the time-form U.S. pace projection on the right side. They have Tufani mid-pack, um, not mm-hmm. a fast pace, not a slow pace. Any quick uh, snapshot thoughts seeing the uh, pace projector?
2: Yeah, that's that's pretty much – and I did not see that. Uh, I was remiss in looking at that. But that's pretty much what I was just talking about, you know, not at the very back but, uh, you know, not on the pace. But certainly I, I think – Based on the way the form she's in, that should be close enough.
0: Yeah, she's really good, and she this is she's been very visually impressive. I have her third, Pete. You have her second. You know, the buyers are one thing, the time form is something else. But visually, she's good. I will say she's been saving a lot of ground, Pete. Getting pretty good trips. Um, I think you know Curtis is going to have to you know time it right. But this is a very logical horse. Uh, That could certainly win this race for sure. Maybe odds lower than 5-2. I actually think she might drift down, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, especially with those two pretty impressive wins. It's weird. The one thing that that struck me when I was looking at her was she came off the layoff, picked up Curtis, and now has come from the back in two straight races. So I, I didn't know if there was a pattern there, if there was a change in strategy or something or if there was some reasoning but it was just odd that it came right after the layoff and in combination with the jockey chain so it was weird for me because I wasn't sure the reason I put her in second Paul was I wasn't sure if there'd be enough pace for her to get up but I figure she's going to make her run and she's definitely going to make you she's going to give you a shot whether she can get there or is too far back and remains to be seen
0: uh thanks, uh Lewis Carbon and Paul. You know, you I know you responded back. Uh I love the new names in the show. I'm not sure if we've seen Lewis before in the chat. So again, please, you know, we really need everyone at home. We we so much appreciate everyone listening and watching. Please spread the word. It's sort of a quiet time around a horse racing. We want to build up into these triple crown preps. Please spread the word about the HHH racing podcast. You've got the five Pete. Uh, creative Cairo, who ran well last time, and again, everyone, we can't show, we can't click on replays. I'd have to do some other uh, manipulating around to show video replays through TR. Don't get me that.
2: started, Howard. Don't get me started. I'm, <laughs> I'm just I, I, making I a couldn't. point
0: of fact. I, I didn't, he's I already wanted, fired up, Howard. Don't you'll get Why
2: is it, could, and, and let, why is that good for the game? He started, uh, and, and and you know, we can't. Unfortunately, anyone we would bring on from fairgrounds. It's way above their pay grade. But I would just love to get the czar of Churchill Downs and say, please explain to us why this is good for the game. Why is it good for the game that you don't sell the daily racing form? Okay. Does that mean that everyone's going to just only get Brisnet stuff? No, why is it good for the game that we can't click on the fairgrounds replays? Because they're a CDI property. And in this case, and we have friends at CDI, but in this case, the folks at CDI have their head so far up their what's they're going to get suffocated. Anyway, I digress.
1: I agree. I second I, that. I second I, everything I, about I,
0: that. I will third that. And like I said, we have we friends at CDI. But anyway, um, <laughs> Creative Cairo, Pete. I thought got a really good trip last time. I don't know if she hung. I guess you can make that argument, or maybe just lovely princess, who's also in this race, you know, got a better trip and a ground saving trip. I don't have creative Cairo. I was a little bit discouraged that she couldn't get the job done in a pace setup and a and a race flow that seemed to fit her. But in saying that, she is improving. And I like your pick because if there is enough pace, she's going to be closing like a train along with uh, Paul's pick.
1: Yeah. This is one of those horses that I'm just going down with the ship with, and I pick her almost every time and she lets (laughs) me down almost every time. So, but I, I do, I agree with everything that you said was I didn't think she got the best trip. Yeah. We all love Paul's ranch, Trish. That's for sure. And we all agree with them 99% of the time. So, yeah. So I, my thought was, I didn't think she got the best trip in comparison to lovely princess it wasn't a terrible trip by any stretch but i thought lovely princess saved the ground got the jump and i thought creative cairo was coming the one thing i do like is the second time with jeru jeru kept her a little closer this time and again she had to she didn't save any ground and she was a little too wide but i think she was coming she did get her lifetime buyer top at six last race which i like to see and and time form sort of backs that up as well, actually, it looks a little better from a time form scale. So, I'm going to give this one, yeah, 115, exactly. So, I'm going to give this one one more shot, and okay. hopefully, she can get the jump and get a little bit ahead of Tufani because Tufani's going to be coming like a train. Hopefully, Creative Cairo can get there first.
0: It's funny, Pete, that you know, you're an excellent handicapper. I'd like to think I'm decent. Um, we just see this, we see this horse completely different. I see a lifetime top into a fast pace as a six-year-old is a negative. Like I don't think there's a chance in hell she's gonna run that race back again. So look, I I could be wrong. We'll see. Um I just I don't know. Sure. Um but she's run some of
1: her best races since she's been in the Lindsey Schultz barn, which I like. She's run some quality yeah, races. She just can't she can't get over the hump. And again, that's the reason. I mean she's two for 17 lifetimes. She doesn't like to win. That's pretty obvious. And I usually don't like those horses. And it's not like I love her here. She's just one of the picks and she's the one I'm going to put on top. Cause I like the price a little bit.
0: Guys, I'm going to go sort of full screen and make sure everyone who's me listening live and, and hearing this later and watching later, I'm going a little bit off the reservation tonight with some of my picks. And look, I could be completely wrong. There's just a lot of favorites that are just meh to me that I don't like. And to be honest, it's been pretty good for me lately. And I'm, I'm, I'm always willing to toss favorites, and as you guys know, I'm more than happy to, to, to single favorites, too. But this particular card, and you guys know this. We've covered fairgrounds a lot over the years here on this show. This fairgrounds turf, there's weird stuff happens, like weird stuff, right? And we shake our head, like, how did that happen? So, I don't know. I could be way off, but I'm just going to give some people some prices out there today, and you folks at home can make your decisions on whether you like them or not. And the first one comes in this race. Guys, I'm interested in Fancy Martini. Okay, take a look at this horse. Look at the time form, which is something I know, Pete, you and I have been really concentrating a lot more on lately to our to our betterment, I believe, in the pocketbook. 112, 112, 111, 115, right? What's too funny? 111. I mean, she absolutely fits. What's the one here in this race? Lovely princess. 112, 114. I mean, the, the six, fancy martini, guys, is right there. Claim for Deodoro, who, okay, maybe he's better on the dirt as a trainer, but I don't know. I love James Graham. And you know what, guys? She's more tactical than your five Pete and Tufani. I She's not better than them. There's no doubt about it. But you know what? She only has to be better than them once. And I think she's more tactical. I think she's on the improve. She's only, she just turned five. This is Ramsey, Deodoro, James Graham, who I love there's something about this horse that I think is really interesting guys. We'll, we'll see. I'm going fancy Martini. I think the one can win. I think your nine can win Paul. I think Pete, your five can absolutely win. I just, I have no desire to take anyone in this race guys at like seven to two or three to one. The so, six was my,
1: was my, the six was my fourth A. I had basically four A's, a couple okay. C's oh. and mostly, mostly, mostly I tossed a few, but I, I agree with you. And I like that James Graham, um, has ridden through two claims now and is staying on through a couple claims. And Diadoro, you mentioned that first, after the claim on turf, he's 21%. So very nice percentage for him. So that was, that was a positive as well. It was, for me, it was sort of a toss up as to which three to include on top of the four. But I think on my pick five ticket, I have the four horses. So I'm with you on this one.
0: Pete, I, I, I feel better. I feel much better. I even have like the two in the mix, which we didn't talk about, who just ran a monster race on the dirt. I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know. This race is, to me, I just don't trust anyone in particular. And I just, I think these gals keep, we we see these horses running against each other, Paul and Pete, and they just seem to, like, beat up each other, right? Like, I don't know. This division is just. It It
1: turns out to be trip a lot of times. You just catch the one on the right trip that day. And that's
0: who wins. I'm sorry, Paul. Well, Howard,
2: I'll make you feel even a little better. Diodoro trains a pretty good turf horse we know and love called (laughs) Dracone.
0: Dracone is, Dracon is very good. No doubt about it. Uh, let's go on to the next race, guys. I'm just going to show our picks first because I've got it ready. And Paul and Pete, some pots to go with the six. I'm going with, boy, I, I struggle with this race. <laughs> I'm going with the three. Uh, let's go ahead and bring up what, whoop, I didn't mean to do that. I wanted to do that. This is for the gals. Silver bullet day stakes. And you know what? I, host fail, guys. Points for the Oaks? I'm assuming. I, I, yes,
2: I, I believe so.
0: Okay, I think it's points for the Oaks, it, it, it must be, but I'm not 100% positive you might, when you guys can double check that. Uh, Silver Bull a day, three old Phillies, 150,000 mile and 70 yards, field of eight. We see, yes, few, by the way. Okay, thank Sorry. you. Sorry, uh, yes, yeah. no, no, thanks. A uh, few familiar faces plus some new ones. More line favorite is uh, probably gonna be pretty tough for the number six West Omaha Cox Sayas, two to one. It's the Somewhat obvious choice. I think she's going to be tough if she can run a little bit better than last time. Maybe she doesn't even need to. Pete, what do you like about West Omaha?
1: Yeah, I just thought she was the best horse of the race. She, You know, our, our friend Matt Bernier likes to say we've paired up lifetime buyer tops. There's usually a move uh, a move forward after that. And I could see that Alpine Princess, who she lost to in the Untappable, is a really good horse. So there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I like to switch from Rosario to Saez. I think Saez can be maybe a little more aggressive and there should be, I think, a little bit of pace to sit off. If I'm remembering correctly, there's not a lot of pace, but I didn't love the pace. So I felt like the pace is a, the, the pace can get up front. There's a couple of horses that I think like the top here and I think she's just better than them. So she can sit right behind them, sort of attack them on the turn potentially. And I think she's just maybe better maybe better and the connections are great. So there's not a lot to dislike about them. And then I did like a few other horses, but I just couldn't, they were all just in a little bit of a bucket for me where I was like, yeah, the rest of the, there's a few or three of them that I like, none of them great. So I'm like, I think this horse is just the best one in the race.
0: Yeah, I think she is Paul. I'm sure you'll expound on that. You know what guys, I'm waiting for this three old Philly explosion of, of really good races. I mean, right now it's just, you know, unfortunately, uh, Tamara's not going to be running. It looks like in the Oaks. I mean, just just some of the bigger players, guys, haven't come back yet. If there were bigger players, I don't know. This division is just, just not very inspiring right now, Paul. But West Omaha, if she can continue to improve, she has every right to improve. She hasn't really done it yet, though. I, I just I like pairing up buyers. I think Pete bring up an excellent point. I'm still waiting for someone to take a forward move. Maybe she can take one Saturday.
2: Yeah, and this is the you know the first start of the three-year-old year that there's every yeah. reason to believe that, you know, she she should could and should move forward. yeah, um, uh, you, you know, I looked at the race and I, I guess it depends on what you think about that untappable stakes, that listed stakes that both West Omaha and Sistina Chapel ran in last time. Alpine princess is in pretty good form, horse that beat them both last time. I think that race was okay. Um, and, and hence picked those two, uh, first and second. But, you know, it's, it, it is a little bit of a referendum on, on that race. You know, you, you do have some horses with upside here potentially. You know, you have an Astriason coming off a win uh, in the one. Uh, who knows how that horse could move forward? You know, you got Doug O'Neill with a, with a Kentucky horse, not something you see every day, with, with our guy Raylu, uh coming off a win at Turfway will be a price. So, um, and and your horse, Howard, you know, (laughs) the late, great Edgar, Edgar Cartado, he always rings in my ear. They ain't beat the horse yet. What makes you think they're going to beat him today? (laughs) Thank you, Barbaro. Um, So you can talk about this horse. I I use this horse in in my ABC. Uh, I did not have him in my top three on on, on the picks, but we'll use in my ABC. And, uh, you know, we're going to find out how good this Oklahoma (laughs) bred. This Oklahoma, bread is invading uh, the fairgrounds.
0: You know, full disclosure, guys, I was ready to just put West Omaha on top, and I agree. Like, she's probably the best source, but you know what? I mean, is Alpine Princess that good? West Omaha just sort of was even paced last time. She got a good trip. She finished a solid second, but you know what, guys? I just want to get creative. I have no idea if Miss Code West is good enough. I mean, this is a major step up in class. I did happen to bet that card last time because that was a nice uh a stake card at Remington and it was muddy and maybe that upgraded this horse this horse ran guys this 98 time form absolutely fits i mean she fits by her last race she she's coming off a bullet you know work and then a maintenance work at, at sam houston um this horse might be on the lead guys lonely by herself possibly she's gonna be a little bit of a price i mean I don't know. You could do a hell of a lot worse, you know, four to one shots than this one. I I, I don't know. I, I just, this is more for me a play against West Omaha than for Miscode Code West, which I just realized they're both West horses. So maybe we're going to see a West by West finish here. Um, I don't know. I, I looked at the eight also, and I know, Paul, you got the eight, and I really wanted to take the eight in this race a little bit. But she was on the wrong lead the entire length of the stretch, Paul, just saving ground. If the visual was better, I would have taken this horse, and it's McPeak, and she can improve. But the visual for me in the stretch was not pretty on the eight, and so I went other directions. My weird horse would be the one, guys, and I'll let you finish the conversation. Um, This is owned by Whisper Hill Farm, LLC, Paul. Do you know what farm uh, that horse is owned by? Or who also that, that horse?
2: Mandy, yes, Mandy Pope saw her every morning uh, looking affectionately at our boy Tapa Trice at Churchill that's, last year. Yes, I'm aware of that.
0: I mean, why can't this Asterson Horror Philly continue to improve Gunrunner? I mean, she's a little slow now, but she could sit right off. I don't know. I just, I'm trying to be creative. I'm trying to beat the six, Pete and Paul. That's just my overall thought.
2: Yeah. Know. I see it. You know the the only paradox with the three Howard is it's it's the type of horse that if you like them you want to see them take some money, right? But you also don't want that type. You don't want an Oklahoma bred at not a price. So there's there's got to be a sweet spot in there. Maybe it is right around the morning line nine to two five. I'll tell you what. I I wouldn't want this horse at any less than four to one. I could tell you that much.
0: I agree. You know what, Pete? I think the one's going to take a lot of money. It's Asterson, Rosario, Ooh. a gun runner, you know, who was very popular in New Orleans. I just, I think the one's going to take quite a bit of money. I have no idea how good she is, uh, Pete, but I think the one is gonna you've got her third. We all have her third. She's got a yeah. shot too.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I, I think the six is going to wind up taking more money and be be oh, much yeah. lower. Yeah. So I think she'll be lower, which will, which will maybe the rest of the, the other ones, I think, yeah, the one and the three will probably linger in that four nine to two range hopefully somewhere around there yeah the one the one was weird to me i, I like the the switch to rosario i never know what to do with the horse can mind up getting buried on the rail beat a soft bitter beat, no. beat a pretty soft field in the last <laughs> but has improved time form and buyer improved each race it is getting a little bit better but again you beat a maiden special weight field that turned out not to be that great but who knows they you know it's really good breeding so could definitely move forward
0: Yep, please comment in the chat. I'm sure a lot of you at home that are watching live have handicapped this card. And if you haven't, that's okay too. And if you're, you know, another thing that we'd love to have, Pete and Paul, we don't get quite enough of. Um, We want more comments down below the video player. We have hundreds, if not thousands, of people that watch our replays and listen to our replays on Apple Podcasts. By the way, please go to YouTube and comment down below the video player if you are watching this as a replay or listen later on on your opinion. Who's going to win these races? What do you think? You know, do you like our selections? Do you think our selections are ridiculous? You know, we any comments at all? Comments about the show? Below the video player. This is how we improve our show, guys. We need to hear uh, from you guys. So please go ahead and do that. Uh, next race. Here we go. Tough race. And I've sort of a, shed a little tear about this race. And I'll tell you guys why in a minute. I think you might know, but maybe not. It's the Colonel E.R. Bradley. On the turf. Older males. Mile and a 16th. $100,000 purse uh field of nine some horses we saw last month including the Moreline favorite number nine beatbox for Shri devoe and rosario and as i put you guys on screen the ben and Boo- boozin boys actually covered this card a month ago and i i tempted kyle roscoe to give us a little beatbox but he wouldn't do it i know he's got some rapping in him but he just refused to do it he wimped out but anyway i was hoping to hear a little musical rendition from our bad and boozing and host, Kyle Roscoe. Do you guys know why I'm shedding a little tear in this race?
2: No, I'm trying to figure it out.
0: All right, I love challenging the the, the great minds of a and Paul. All right, time's up. Uh this is the yeah. race that two Emmys would have run in. I'm sure. Uh, oh
2: yeah, that's good yep. point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point.
0: Didn't see two Emmys in there. Sort of sad. God, God rests his four-footed soul. Um really nice mm, horse yeah. but anyway uh we've got some other nice horses in here so let me show the picks there's our picks on the bottom of the screen i'm again doing something a little wacky oh I'm not, oh pete's got that horse third i feel less wacky um how about i start this time guys let me go with my thought here uh i'm going with Protonic power i'd love to show the replays but paul any thoughts on why we can't show anyway uh <laughs> yeah. guys The last race, the the, the Delberto Memorial, uh, who was won by the aforementioned two Emmys. Protonic Power had some trouble. And you know what? Beatbox had a little bit of trouble also. But Protonic Power, I thought, had more trouble in the race. And again, this is a time form play for me a little bit. The time form, 118, 116, is capable of running a big race. And when we look at the pace projector, I think there's going to be some speed in here. Now, we never know right i mean who knows what's gonna happen but there is some speed on paper with the two up front and then the three and i think some others would like to be more forward i'm not saying it's gonna melt down but i do think it's gonna be an honest pace this horse once in a while throws in some big ones and he's only run you know what nine times on turf i only said he's run once pedroza knows this horse he's gonna save ground he's been you know working fine his maintenance work I'm going to take a little bit of a flyer of all the flyers I'm going with on Saturday. I will admit this is probably the least likely winner, but I just, I'm not in love with a lot of these other horses that that are more likely winners. I don't think a lot separates these horses at all. And I'm, so I'm going to go with a, a horse that I think is going to save ground, close into a decent pace, and it's going to be maybe even double digits. So I'm going to go again. If you can watch the replay, Ladies and gentlemen, which you can on Naira and many other sites, I recommend you do watch that that December 23rd race because many are coming out of it. I'm going Beatbox, who is probably the better horse and had similar trouble uh, in second, and I'm going with the speed of strong quality in third. Paul, let's go to you. You're going with the horse that I, frankly, looked at but didn't love coming out of that same race but was much more well-meant rising empire the eight then because that horse was nine to two in that race against two emmys for walsh who we both know is fantastic and louis Sayas.
2: yeah that was admittedly not a great effort. forward and then just uh you know that did not finish whatsoever uh so that you got to deal with that I, but what it did encourage me is uh despite that race uh, this horse is a little bit of a horse for course, you know, five starts at the fairgrounds that tossed that last one in two, two, uh, two seconds, uh, two wins, pardon me in two seconds. Um, you know, Jareth Lovebury is a very good jockey, but we have yeah. to admit this is a big jockey and jo- certainly an upgrade without question an upgrade. Um, I think it's the type of horse that fits Louis well. Um, could lead, but will most likely be forward. Uh, I think gets the right trip. Uh, five to one, I think is is fair because nine to two last time. Coming off that effort, should drift up a little bit. Um, and I don't like the one even a little bit, Howard, because I think the horse is better on dirt than turf. Uh,
0: you may be right. You may absolutely be right.
2: I um, may be crazy. Oh, just and it just, <laughs> just may be right. a lunatic. You. Oh,
0: sorry. You know, I'll just you know, I like I I need to poo poo and push back a little bit because that's my job as the host. Doesn't this horse need the lead, Paul? Who's that? Best runs are on the lead. He's not getting it with the two, right?
2: You mean rising umpire? Yes, sir. Well, except for the race he ran one from third, and the race he ran second by a head from sixth. Yeah, he needs the lead.
0: I mean, these two, but where's that race been? Where yeah, but, uh, been,
2: right, but I mean, you you right. you got a guy coming. You, you got a guy you're boasting coming out of the same type of races wins an optional claim of fifty on dirt, and now we're supposed to think he's going to win the stakes on turf.
0: Yeah, you ran big last time, B, uh, Paul. You ran big. I know he's forty three to we, one.
2: You ran well. Good luck.
0: Okay. I appreciate <laughs> Listen, you're, luck. Probably right. you're, pro- you're probably right. You're probably you're probably right. Could uh, be wrong. I'm right. wrong someone. Let, let's get don't something. anyone
2: tell my wife I was wrong once
0: really well did, did you did your wife ever take the money Paul because that's what Pete likes he likes to take <laughs> the money you know who took the money Pete took the money that's what Pete's going with here Louisiana right, for Pete. Calhoun um I guess the big question is well I'll tell you what this horse is in really good form Pete and this is a nice creative pick for you eight to one does he class up that's the big question.
1: Probably not, but this is, and I like to spend the money more than I like to take the money. Unfortunately, sure. for my for my bank account and for my wife's sanity, but I hated this race. I have when we oh. get to our tickets. I have six horses in this race on our my pick five ticket. I like. I thought it was a good race in terms of being even and and sort of being. Uh, competitive but in terms of any i didn't like a horse as i kept going through it i'm like i just don't like any of them i have a bunch of horses i think could potentially win but i don't like any of them so i'm like you know what screw it i'm going to take the the decent price even though this horse is only run in state breads for the most part if you look at the the turf races they've just been they've been his best races he's like you said he's in really good form he needs a little bit of pace, which I think he'll get if the eight goes yeah. and challenges the the two. And I know we're supposed to use the names, strong quality on the two and rising empire with the eight. I think if they go and can set up a hot pace, then I think maybe if all hell breaks loose, why not this one? We talk about horse for course. This horse is great at fairgrounds. Five for five in the top two is good at the distance calhoun here i i like i'm just going for a shot in a race that i have no confidence in any single horse so i like the price here and again on my pick five ticket i'm going super deep
0: i have no argument with anything you said and i i believe a new uh, viewer to our chat and if it's not new i apologize fear capel or fear capel i'm assuming it's capel um horse for course pete uh similar to paul's pick uh, five for five in the money. Who took the money?
2: Yep. Yeah. I'm and using I, and that horse, Pete. I'm with you. I'm using the six.
1: I mean, yep. the horse is good enough to, I mean, again, we, we always have a question when they're moving from basically from state bred level company up and you never know how they're going to do until they try it. Sometimes they fall on their ass. Sometimes they run well in a race like this. I'll take my shot at eight to one and hopefully it floats up a little bit.
0: English Tavern's not bad, but I don't know. I just, I don't love that horse. So none of us are going with strong quality who should have the lead. And someone who was that, uh, Robbie Courtney mentioned how good Giroux is with Cassie on the turf, which is interesting. But this horse has trouble finishing. I I, I don't know. There's, I mean, what is the three not going to go? I know Hernandez is not a send guy, but this is a speed horse. So I don't know for West Point, by the way. Uh, Jason, yeah. Attention,
2: well, Jason well, one thing we know how it is the three is cross entered will not be running at oakland
0: no always oh, cross-centered <laughs> at oakland okay yeah oh there it is entered yep i can't read at the top okay um by I the way know. real real
1: quick on strong quality because wrong strong quality is three to one so if you're looking yep. for something against a low-priced horse yeah uh, um mark cassie one for 24 and non-graded stakes on turf at fairgrounds so if you like that if you're trying to beat, you know, anything we can do to to knock a favorite or a low-priced horse, we we try and do that.
0: You know, P, when I hear those stats, I always wonder what he is in graded stakes because, yeah. like, I don't know. Well,
1: but I do think there's a little bit of a difference. I think you run I, – I think you have different level of horse. You can do well in graded stakes, but if you have that horse that's sort of in the middle, maybe you can't. For some reason, maybe it's just not as successful. I think that mm-hmm. – I think that's a the differentiator between some of those. But you also see it where you can be well, we can be good in a grade three, but when you get to grade two, grade one, your horses just don't measure up. So yeah. Yeah. it's it's case by case.
0: Uh, while we have a moment here, guys, uh, few, I sort of teased last night from the chat of and booze, and there's going to be two major uh-huh. announcements on this show. I mentioned, I hinted at one last time about a, about a trip that I may be taking that would uh, sort of enhance the podcast and could have some very very cool coverage for the podcast this summer uh and also uh there might you know we were talking, I was talking about clothes could there be another merch drop for the podcast which we have not opened our store in about a year and a half stay tuned folks not only that with a ridiculous unbelievable deal that might include free merch you heard that correctly possibly free merch? Yes. No lie. Pay attention to the podcast to our shows. Pay attention to our YouTube channel. I might just drop it as separate videos, guys, because we got some huge news coming up on this podcast soon. I don't want to bump the news with Into the Pegasus, uh but so it might be the week after the Pegasus or maybe early next week, but stay tuned for all that. All right, guys. Next race in the Pick 5 is right here. It's Louisiana stakes uh it's a grade three this is on the dirt for the older males One hundred seventy-five thousand is in the kitty a mile and a 16th field of seven and wow do we have some major major hitters and names coming in for this race the number two at nine to five smile happy making his return and i think you could argue a bigger name the number three saudi crown for coxson drew the morning line favorite at eight to five Prepping for his run in Saudi Arabia next month in the Saudi Cup. What is that? $95 million, whatever that purse is in Saudi <laughs> Arabia. Let's see our picks on the bottom of the screen. Yeah, we're not getting too creative here. We're both going with twos and threes. Paul, I'm going to let you go first. You and I are going to go with Saudi crown. And I, as I put us on screen here, Kevin Kilroy does a great job with media relations at fair rounds. He did send out a media release that I've seen. I don't know if you guys have seen it. He talked about Smile Happy and Saudi Crown. He quoted the trainers. I'll give you guys a few quotes on what Kevin Kilroy said from Cox and McPeak. But, Paul, Saudi Crown is clearly the horse to beat and the class of this field. The big question, obviously this is a prep for next month. How cranked is he? How much will he be used? how obvious is he to to win this race on Saturday? That's the question.
2: Well, of course, as you know, he won the Pennsylvania Derby. That's why I'm wearing this hat tonight. I was kind of smitten with him that day, to be honest with you. And I'm not going to complicate this, Howard. This was my top choice in the uh, – well, I wouldn't say that. He was my price play. I, I played White Abario as well. He was one of my top two choices in the Breeders' Cup Classic, mm. which – means he's gonna be my top choice in the Louisiana Stakes. Um I think he'll be cranked up enough. Um and, and and actually ran the Breeders Cup Classic in a way in which uh he couldn't win. I love it when speed horses can only win if they go on to the lead and they don't go to the lead. It's one of my favorite things. Uh if he goes to lead and finishes tenth, I'm fine. Third and finishes tenth, I got a problem. Anyway, uh I think this horse is pretty good. Um and I think it's, you know, we're going to get to our discussion, Pete, when we do the caveman's. You know what we're going to tell people <laughs> about the two and the three in this race, yeah, right? Don't do what we um, did, it's, it's, maybe. <laughs> don't do what got, I yeah, did. Yeah, you got it. But But I mean, you know, smile happy. You know, you look at the company lines, uh, you know, Zanden, uh Epicenter, um, you know, the, the horse is good, very good. Um, The 110 in in the Ali Sheba on Derby Day, Howard. That, uh, uh, I believe that was Derby Day. Yeah, that was Derby Day, right? We were, oh, I know that one because
0: that freaking killed me out of that pick five sequence. So, the early, pick yeah, (laughs) there you go. Uh, I'm like, where did that race come from?
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that race, you know, but but you now go down to Saudi Crown and he puts up three mid 100 buyers right in a row 106 uh in in the Dwyer uh lost to a very good horse Fort Bragg got nosed by Forte and you know the PA Derby was not the strongest field in the world admittedly but this horse was impressive uh I I like the horse I like the owners uh they're clearly excited about there they are Saudis—they're clearly excited about bringing this horse back to Saudi and running for twenty million. As as you and I would be, if you, if you were bringing a horse to Hawthorne to run for twenty million, Howard, you'd be pretty excited. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this horse is very good. Uh, I, I don't think Cox is one of those guys who undercranks them. Uh, obviously, they'll have that in mind—the big trip. But uh, this, other than Smile Happy. Um, you know, uh, how cranked is he going to have to be? Uh,
0: great question. I'm going to answer that in a minute because I see some cool things in the chat that I want to piggyback on. Uh, Trish said, please tell me it's Royal Ascot. She's referring to my hint of a trip. I need lots of live coverage from Ascot. Trish, it's it, it's possible. It is very possible. More information coming. Matt Miller, who I had dinner with last night, can vouch for me on this one. I've been actually been working out quite a bit, guys. I'm I, I'm beginning on the treadmill, and I feel like I'm I just act as if I'm Sierra Leone, and I crank it up in the last final quarter. So I've been actually losing weight <laughs> and trying to get in shape. Apparently, Matt Miller may be the opposite. He said many of us have grown the larger size stuff. So hurry up with that merch drop. Um, anyway, uh, anyway, what Penn State's got. More likely, HHH offering free merch or CDI offering free replays. Wow. Um, what's more likely? I could tell you for sure it's HHH offering free merch. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, let me get back to your, oh Siggy Mendoza is here also. Wow, we got a lot of people watching tonight. This is awesome. Um, let me answer your question, Paul, about Saudi Crown. Cox said he's fit. He also said he can rate if necessary. And you know who he's been working with guys. In the morning, he has been working with Next, who is we'll talk oh, about the next, next, race, next, and he has been rating off of Next. So, although Nash, or, like next. Crowd,
1: Nash or Next, or Next, you mean Nash? Nash, You I always call Nash that was. horse. Yeah, you did that I love last next, week too. too. I'll tell you, yeah. if he's
0: rating off of Next and goes by, that's pretty impressive. Next
1: would Next would be smoking Saudi I crowd love Next. Sorry, Nash. Together. My
0: bad. My bad. Thank you, Pete. Um, anyway, it, it, it feels like, to me, he's not going to have the lead. There is other speed in the race. We're going to talk about it. Uh, but there is some legitimate, what, five-star general, uh, the seven, Caponu, a a the seven, we'll talk about. There's other speed in here, guys. I and Cox also said in the article that they know that he can't just go, like, balls at the wall in this race the entire race, that this is a prep, whatever. My feeling, guys, is... Drew knows he's tons of class. He'll break, he'll look to his right. And if the five and seven want to go, he'll like fine go ahead. He'll just like sit just off. And I think he's going by Paul. I agree. He doesn't have to win this race, but he's just tons of class. I'm a huge fan of this horse ever since the Dwyer, which I where I thought he just ran it a hole in the wind, just losing to Fort Bragg. The Breeders' Cup is the Breeders' Cup. I toss that out. I agree with you. I'm rambling on. Let's go to Pete. Pete, smile happy. McPeak also talked to Kevin Kilroy and many others. This is a quirky MFer. This is just a horse that has trouble getting to the gate, but when he's right, Pete, he's really good.
1: Yeah, and the hope is that he's going to be right in this one. I mean, the layoff is is tough, so you never know how they're going to come back. But this horse fired one of his better races off of a you know May to March layoff from twenty two to twenty three. Came back with. That 101 buyer was an optional claimer in the slop, so it wasn't the best, but he came off and he fired He fired his race, and and that's what I like to see. So he's at least shown that. My The, the thing I'm looking at is, yeah, I, I love when when they say this horse can rate and a horse has never rated before. I You still want to see it. I still want to see Saudi Crown actually pass horses in the lane when it's not a maiden special weight. So you yeah. still want to see that before you actually believe it. And my thought is if five-star general goes – who I think is has some pretty good speed. I don't think five-star general can outduel Saudi crown, but I think five-star general could potentially soften up Saudi crown. Yeah. And Smile Happy can sit just off and can run a similar race to what we saw in the Ali Sheba, sitting just behind those, those two, hopefully. Three for three at this distance. I think this distance is just his spot. I think when he gets a little longer, he's not as good. Maybe when he's a little shorter, he's not as great. But at this distance, it just fits him perfectly. And I think if, again, we're going to need some speed up front, he's not going to catch Saudi Crown if they let Saudi Crown just jog around the track. But yeah. I think if they do a little bit, I like Smile Happy to go by.
0: And Kapuna's got speed also. And Rayleigh pretty aggressive. Up, uh, yeah. I would love so to see that. Yeah. I would be really shocked if Saudi Crown is caught up in a, in a speed duel here. I, I just, that would shock me. I don't, I just. I don't see that happening, but we've seen crazier things. I by the way, Sigmondosa's got a new uh, name on the screen now. He's Sigmondosa Racing. Siggy's got Ooh. a he's got a syndicate, maybe. I don't know. Siggy, good luck with your horses. If you got something going, he likes. You know, I looked at Happy American guys. I don't know what it is with this horse. I'm just infatuated with this horse. I guess it's the closing thing, Pete. I mean, he he was great last year. He's never run back to it, but maybe let. Last time he started to show some signs, I don't know. Hey, this I, was
1: his last win. This race was his last win. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so he, maybe I, he just likes this race, and you never know. Maybe he comes back.
0: I, it just feels like this is Saudi's crown's race to win or lose. And Pete, they also said they've been schooling Smile Happy at the Gate a lot to try to get him settled down. But McPeak even said, I don't know. He, he basically, and you can read the article, everyone. He basically read this it, horse yeah. Has a, this horse has a mind of his own, Pete. Sometimes he just acts up. And you got to be really careful. like during the race, like he's like, he seems like a male prima Donna kind of horse. Like when he's feeling good and things are going well, he runs huge. When doesn't he just, you know. I
1: mean, and and honestly, we want them to both run really well, don't we? Because the handicap division could use all the good horses it can get. So we want them both to be good. Whoever wins, we want them both to run really well and then move forward and and actually sort of maybe move to the top of the handicap division at this point. We don't really know who that's going to be right now.
0: Can we not give red route one short shrift real quickly, guys? We we have, we, I know, Paul, this is your buddy. That's Paul's horse, a, man. A That's mile Paul's six eight, Paul, is, is a little bit short. But if they do happen to heat it up, this horse can absolutely close. No doubt about that.
2: Yeah, he'll be closing for sure. I got him third. I figure he's just going to close from last to third. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's, he shows up for sure.
1: 0 for six on top at this distance. I'm not sure beating Saudi Crown and Smile Happy is the way he's going to get his first yeah. win. But he 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 never fails to give you a little bit of a run, except for that that stupid try in the on the turf, which didn't make any sense. But other than that, he generally gives you a good run.
0: Paul sounds like that could be a very nice reverse key try, key in third. Seriously, like big try. Yeah, he
2: could be. I think he got a yeah. But I mean, I, I think if he's five to one on the win end, he might be one to five on to finish third. You well, know, it it's Saudi, crown smile,
1: Saudi crown smile, happy red round one. I'm not sure that's going to get you much. More. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I might play it more than once. Pete.
1: Well, I'm saying you got to play it straight. Most likely you can't. You can't yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Straight, yeah.
2: It's as easy as three, two, one.
1: I love it.
0: I'll just end in this. Comment. I think Saudi crown's going to have a huge 2024. I'm not predicting he's Breeders' cup classic champ or anything i just i think he just needs another year to mature and develop and get better and i think he has a chance to be like an olympiad kind of year i think he's gonna have a big year i I really do we'll 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 see what happens guys last race this is the big one so to speak this is lecomte and this is the kentucky Derby prep what are the points guys who's got the points is it 2010 what do we got
2: i'm pretty sure it's a 20 i
0: I know it's it's the first of the 20s i'm 99% 99% positive. Can you rattle off? It's a 2010 I'll see it in drive. a second. Hold All on right, don't, a second. We'll get that up. Let me bring up the... 2010-6-4-2. Uh, no... Okay, 2010-6-4-2. Yeah, four, four, Points two. for the Kentucky Derby. It's a grade three. There it is. A mile and a 16th. They're going to progressively move up in distance. The Risen Star next month with our buddy, Sierra Leone, will be a mile and an eighth. This is a prep, I suppose you could say, for the Risen Star. Uh, Of course, it's for three-year-olds. The favorite is the horse that won last time, Track Phantom, the seven. Asmussen and Rosario. Second choice is Nash. I said next by accident. I meant Nash, who was the bee's knees and the buzz horse of of the world last time. And I think some of us were against him and we were correct, but he's running back again. Let's see if anyone is going with Nash today instead of Track Phantom or perhaps someone else. Let's see here ah uh, paul you and i are going to go back to nash and pete is going to go with track phantom uh i'll tell let's let pete go first here because he's gonna yes. be uh, different from everyone else he's going track phantom you like this horse to win again pete my question to you uh and i don't i'm not saying this sarcastically how will he do it will he rate or do you think he'll be on the lead in your opinion
1: I think, well, Rosario, you never know, but my, if it was up to me and I was the jockey, then this horse would stink. But if it was up to me, I would say rate just off. And if Nash goes, then you could sit just off and then try and take them and, and sort of run a little bit similar to last time where you make the decision, you get there, you know, you're sitting very, very close. And if you can, you're clear, but otherwise I can just sit right off, sit first over, and then just use my use my closing kick to win the race.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, last time he was not sitting off of Nash; he was sitting off of. No, he
1: was sitting off of, off um, of No hoper Yeah, yeah. Who has the but rail okay.
0: again, Actually, but as blinkers <laughs> off, I think. Right, the ones. So I don't know if the ones are going to lead this time. Probably not. Yeah,
1: it's hard to know. It was it was hard to tell what the I wasn't sure what the pace was going to be like. I mean, on paper, the pace says Nash and Track Phantom are the speed, but. Mm-hmm. You know, if the one does go a little bit again and Nash just sits off and then track Phantom sits off the two of them, I still like the same chances. It doesn't matter to me either
0: way. They got Nash on the lead, which I well, I'll wait to give you my opinion on this race, but they have Nash on the lead, track Phantom sitting right off. Pete, we're still what four months away here from the Derby, a little less than four months away now from the Derby. In your astute opinion, how good is the source? Is this like a I mean, if he wins Saturday, are we thinking this is a series derby contender or maybe not quite there yet?
1: Pete. I mean, I don't know if it's quite there yet. I think if it's an impressive win again, not that figures are everything, but you know, to win the derby, you have to get up to a certain level figure wise generally, or it doesn't work. So you're going to, and it's hard because we never know what these three-year-olds are going to do. I mean, he didn't run that long ago. So it's not like he's, he's coming back after a four month layoff. So, but he's going to need some sort of I think jump up and uh, the distance for me, isn't a hundred percent sold with this horse getting to the mile and a quarter. We don't give a crap about that now. I mean, we always look at the, I think sometimes we get caught up in how the horse is going to run in the Derby instead of how they're going to run today when we're handicapping them. And I think this horse today looks good. If he progresses, I think he's a Derby contender, especially because he's tactical and hopefully if he can show he can rate off that's the trip you want generally in the derby so if he can do that that's a, that, that could be a positive positive. and whether you get the distance or not we generally don't know that until they run on that saturday anyway
0: yeah a track phantom is good i probably have not given this horse quite enough credit yet uh and Asterson obviously knows uh how to win big races although he has not won the derby yet correct am i that right no no yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Yep. it's amazing that chad brown and Steve Aspen not won the derby it's really quite amazing that might change this year though um all right let's go to paul and then i'll give my extremely strong opinion in this race paul you're going with nash i know this is like a little godolphin paid you just to, to i don't know i know you <laughs> know godolphin very well but in all honesty this horse was 50 cents the dollar last time which i think we all thought was a bit ridiculous Again, he was coming off a huge number Everyone was this horse was like what third in like the Derby future like I mean this horse was just like and now you get five to two morning line against track phantom uh I believe he's gonna be ridden differently, but Paul, your thoughts
2: yeah i I agree and and i was I'm happy to see the the time form uh pace projector. I think this horse is absolutely going to the lead, especially from the inside. Um, you know, I, I think as far as the, the odds, how it might be, people tend to overreact to both wins and losses, and this could be an overreaction to a loss that, you know, you, you get burned at one to two. Yeah, screw it. I'm not playing that. That horse is no good. <laughs> um, th- I know that the Godolphin folks have been high on this guy from the beginning. You know, I'm not so sure about the first Saturday in May schools out on that, but um, I definitely like him better than Track Phantom in this race based on how I think the race is going to be run. I don't think Track Phantom will be ahead of him this time.
0: Paul, I know some people at home listening probably like, oh, they must talk before the show about their picks. We guys, we really don't, ladies and gentlemen. We really don't talk at all about our picks. Uh, the worst coming out of your mouth, Paul, could have been mine. I completely 100% agree. There is no Unless he doesn't break, or unless Track Phantom's just like on a complete dead send, there is no way uh, that Drew is going to let Track Phantom get in front of him early. Now, Pete might be right. Maybe late. Maybe Nash just isn't, that, isn't good enough. And maybe Track Phantom is a better horse. But to the top of the stretch, I would be shocked if Nash does not have the lead. And I think he's pretty talented. I and mean, you don't run a 97 buyer in a 112 time form in November of your two year old year without having talent. And he's got breeding. Th- this is. I predict he wins this race and I think he wins the Pat Day Mile on on Derby Day. What do, what do you think about that Paul? That that could be a very realistic prediction, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, oh, the, maybe he'll win the Jerkins on Travers Day. Um might do that too. Yeah, that that's possible. Um although breeding-wise, you know, by Medallia d'Oro out of a Malibu mayor, Malibu Moon Mare, which is yeah. excellent alliteration. Um We just don't know. Remember they're they're just turning three, you know, this is young, young, young. And this horse put together three pretty good races as a two year old, you know, the Godolphin folks are not in the habit of rushing their horses. The horses bring them to the races. Um, So yeah, school's out on that. But I I do agree with you on, uh, I do agree with you on, uh, on race flow. Uh, especially with Rosario, Pete. Rosario's not taking the sauce to the lead, Pete. You know. <laughs> no, and I, I don't want him to. I'm hoping he
1: doesn't. Right, but Exactly. Again, with Rosario, yeah. you never know what the yeah. hell he's going to do. So, but I, I also don't want him in last, Paul, either. With Rosario, <laughs> just no, yeah, decided. You'll he, be just, very happy right. staying
0: right off of Nash. I mean, if he's better than we'll go buy him again, right? Or well, not here's again. a funny don't thing. You talk him, right?
1: about okay. we talk about. So, so we had we had Nash got the. So, if you look at from a buyer standpoint, you see 97 winning by 10 is great time form was 112, which equates maybe to more of a 92. So if he really got a 92 and you were looking at it and then you're like, yeah, he got a 92 because he just sort of blew away a, a weak field and it made him special weight and then went against some better horses and got sort of whooped. And if you look at track Phantom, he got a 112 in the gun runner. So if you look at that and he actually had a 92, then you would start to of see that progression and you'd be like, ah, this horse is this horse is moving nice incremental moves, which you kind of like to see on the Derby Trail. So, again nash could get away and just run away or nash could just be one of those horses who popped one great race as a two-year-old and never recaptured that again it's always hard to know
0: for all great. you younger inexperienced handicappers out there listening I guys i've tried to explain this to some of the B and B guys in certain situations it's a yin-yang game i mean yes horses can rattle off three four five in a row sure but in general overall they just don't run back it's not a bounce necessarily they just don't it's just an outlier they just don't run back to what they can do like the time before and i just think nash is going to rebound big time now the four and five cox has got three guys and this is another reason why i think paul nash is going because ethan energy is more of a mid-pack and and the eight you know awesome road you know won't be on the lead so i think he's gonna want someone on the lead and it's definitely took me nash in my opinion i looked really hard at ethan energy not the strongest feel last time but I'll tell you what, he got a real nice number, Pete. You've got this one second. Um, so does Paul. I have this one in the mix as fourth. I know you don't see it on the screen. If this Stone Street horse, like, upsets this field, would any of us be shocked? I don't think so, Pete.
1: No, I, I thought, I, I mean, I think it's, you look at what Cox puts this horse in against who we think could be his best horse in Nash, at least out of out of these, out of this little, this little bunch here. And he puts this horse in here. You got to think a little bit of confidence there. You get Saez. So Saez, you know, can be aggressive, but not overly aggressive because, you know, Nash is going to be the one who probably goes. Had a nice race over the track. Again, we always say that when you beat a field that's a little bit weak, at least if you do it, do it in a way that makes it, looks impre- makes it look impressive. And that's what Ethan Energy did in that last race. So, again, if you can get a move forward from there, and even in that debut, the debut was weird. Broken last is sitting in last going six and a half. And, and, and that's just one where the horse was just out of it. Picked up Lasix. Now back off Lasix, which, again, that could be funky. But, yeah, why not? What if Cox says, I like Ethan Energy in here in case Nash faces some speed on top? And cooks a little bit and can't hold then i have ethan energy to come from off the pace and still win this race because i don't really like awesome road off that much
0: yeah no i agree with everything you said and uh let's see uh, paul anything you want to add ethan energy and i'll end with can group and then we'll show our pick five tickets I, uh,
2: yeah i have ethan energy as an a in my grid i don't want to spill the beans oh. before saturday morning um but but how you know, you know who's going to watch this race with a, a good degree of angst Brad Cox, because his owners in this race are Godolphin, uh, about to be owner of the year, Eclipse, Stone Street, Barbara Benke, also known as Curlin's mommy to me, and uh, Albar Family Stables and Donegal Racing. Jerry Donegal, also a big personality. So Brad has got three pretty powerful ownership groups here, and he knows at best Two Of them are going to be disappointed, hopefully, not all three.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, somehow I don't think uh, Cox is going to be too nervous. I think those clients are pretty much trusting Brad Cox, but I know what you mean. I mean, yeah, it's gonna, he's got some big time connections, guys. If Track Phantom and Nash heated up a little bit, and I don't expect it, but we've seen Stranger Things. I looked at Can Group real carefully, guys, and I know I was going to say Howard. This is a turf horse, blah blah blah. You know what? Cassie's not an idiot, guys. If he thinks this horse can run on dirt, who am I to say that he can't? And I'll tell you what: I re-watched the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. This horse ran. This is a nice horse. I he won it. He won um, at he uh, beat Noted at Keeneland. I remember that. I was there that day, I believe. Actually, yes, I was. Um, he ran well in the juvenile turf. I don't know if he can handle the dirt, but he arguably is the best closer in the race. Pete and Paul, and Pete, you've got this one third. I mean, I, I just think I don't. This is not a prep for anything, right? This is purely Cassie saying, "Let's see if this horse is good enough to continue on the Triple Crown trail." But as Paul said, that TCF, that Triple Crown fever, might no have DFS,
2: in. DFS, Derby fever syndrome.
0: I'm sorry, <laughs> to, to me, fever syndrome, Pete, might have kicked in here for Cassian Connections, but this horse is talented. There's no doubt about it.
1: I I, I like this horse. I think that, yeah, I think, I mean, again, we don't know that when, when it ran on dirt, it, 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 the figure-wise, at least, wasn't super impressive. Right. But well, time form wasn't that bad in the second start and didn't run Timberlake, terrible. Just, by the way.
0: Timberlake in West Saratoga, I believe.
1: And Timberlake sort of sure. got away in that race yeah. and, and and that was just a weird one. And then even in the debut closed. But again, maybe this horse doesn't like just doesn't like going didn't like going short on the dirt right away and just got yeah. sort of outrun. Now I think is coming into form and maybe that turf form can translate the the one thing I like. So he's a half have to half have to flat out speed who was really great at um Prairie Meadows. So okay. wasn't exactly, you know, wasn't exactly high class, but was really yeah. great on the dirt. and was really great on that in that circuit. So I looked at it and go, well, maybe if we can, you know, maybe this could be a horse that just runs and hits the board in a few of these in a few of these derby preps and just gets yeah. some points, hits the board and then they see if they can accumulate enough points to get in. And if you do, yes. And if not, you say, screw it. When we don't make the Derby, we go back to the turf where we're actually pretty good.
0: Last time I checked, Jareth Lubberry knows how to ride a three-year-old dirt horse. I a little mean, bit. So, little, little two-fills, you know. So, I mean, hey, yeah. uh, it'll be interesting. I, I yeah. Paul and I expect Nash to run huge and wire the field. I think it's just going to be 2-7 around the track, personally. But I don't know. Well, we'll see. Maybe the four and five or some other surprise can occur. Let's go to our pick fives. Paul, I'm going to show yours first. Paul, finally, finally, sir, a nice comfy $60 ticket. I've been waiting for that because you've been costing the podcast a lot of money with these $108 tickets and all this other nonsense you've been putting up there. Paul's going to go nine with one, three, five, six, eight. With two, three, five, six, eight, nine. With three. Three with 2578. So you are singling to Fani and Saudi Crown, 60 bucks.
2: Yes. Yeah, cuz I thought that first leg was one of those deals where you took a stand or you went um you know you, you spread a little bit. Uh I, I I could have made a cases for the 4 and 5. You made a pretty good case for the 6 Howard. so I decided to and I love signaling right off singling right off the bat because should I get knocked out you know what I'm going to do next. I think everyone knows what I'm going to do next. Um, and yeah, and double? Saudi crowns. <laughs> well, kind That's of square. All right. Um, you know, you you got to make a. Unless you like someone else in the Saudi Crown race, it's really not a good idea to play both of just those two on a caveman. So I, I can get beat by Spinal Cat Happy on a caveman. And I'm trying to spread. And if listening to you guys, I might add the four in the last leg because I think you make good points. And if you really look, in addition to the whole derby thing, he really is bred better for dirt than turf. Good Samaritan, won the Jim Dandy, ran in all the big races, ran in the Travers, ran in the Whitney, and uh, a Street Sense mare. Street Sense obviously won the derby. So I think this horse is bred uh, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, is he good enough? You know, we'll, we'll find out, but, uh, as far as the dirt and turf thing, uh, I got no issue. So I'll, i have I've added that horse to my grid based on the astute observations of my two co-hosts.
0: Paul, I'm adding right now. Let's see what five, one, two, three. I can 30, afford
2: it. That's the beautiful thing.
0: 30, it's 90, right? So it becomes 90,
2: 25% yeah. of 60. No, it'd just be 75. 75.
0: Paul, I'm adding it right now. I, was I still
2: got money to burn. Hey, to who's, the, who's the math teacher Paul. here?
0: Paul? Who's the math teacher, yeah. Paul? You were you were him. There you go. I was right yeah, on that's it. That's not my strong suit. Uh you you had awesome road in there too in the last leg, like, huh, Paul? They, I did.
2: Yeah. I I, I you know so what? I'm not leaving one of the three coxes out.
0: <laughs> the other <laughs> very other? simple. Could it be the other, the other... other race?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Who does he think he is? Chad Brown? <laughs>
0: Here's Pete's ticket. 1569 with six with one two five six eight nine with two three with two four five seven ninety-six dollars, Pete.
1: Yeah, I'm actually I'm gonna go with my single in the second leg with. West Omaha, I just think she's the best horse in the race. And if I had to pick a single, Paul, you're 100% right. I probably wouldn't play Smile Happy and Saudi Crown. But for purposes of this ticket, I put the two and the three on in the fourth leg. I had said that the the third leg I hate. I'm all over the board. I just don't like a horse on top. So I went six deep. And then in the LeCompte, I went with the four horses we talked about the most. I just don't think, I think the four and the five have a a half decent shot, especially if somehow the two and the seven cook it up a little bit up front. Um, But I do think that Nash can wire the field and I think Track Phantom could actually just be the best horse in the race. So I went four deep there. So that's where I landed.
0: I like the ticket, and I love the fact we're singling different places. It gives people at home some other, you know, thoughts and options and and whatever. You guys have been extremely good in general, figuring out who I'm going to single. I might sort of tip my cap as we go through the races, but am I singling here in this sequence?
2: Yes. I say you're singling Nash. And Saudi Crown. In the end.
0: Both? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. The answer to that is no, I'm not singling both. I'm suing one of them though. I'm a Saudi Crown. Saudi Crown. Uh, right.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I like listen. Na- I like Nash a lot, but I trust Saudi Crown more. My ticket is ninety dollars. I'm going one two five six nine, with one three six eight, including Protonico. Power who cannot win, according to Paul, the one horse in leg two. He's probably right, but I'm gonna throw that horse in there. Is that I got point? the horse on there too. I'm, I'm like with two. you on that one.
1: Yeah, I got okay, that I one on there two. with you.
0: With one, two, nine in leg, oh, actually, I think it's like three. With one, two, nine, with three, with two, five, seven. Uh, yeah, Protonico power or whatever is in the third leg, I believe. Um, to me, Sonic yes. Crown's the most likely winner. I, I don't know what I mean, I'm gonna to smile happy, and I just again. If Drew gets in some kind of pissing match with five-star general and and and, and, and Kapuna, Kapuna, I mean, in preparation for the Saudi $20 million race, that he might lose his mount in that race. So I, I don't know. Saudi crown, maybe he's just fast enough to wire the field anyway. But I, I think he's ready. I think he's going to win. I don't expect him to win by 10 or anything. I don't care if he wins by an inch. But that's my single. It's not really creative. I've got a lot of creative ideas in my mind in other races. So that's where I can get paid. I do like Nash a lot, uh, but again, I think Jack Phantom is pretty good, uh, Pete. And the other, you know, Ethan Energy, I don't know, uh, maybe. So I'm going to go three deep in that race. My creative thoughts were earlier in the card. Guys, we've had tremendous viewership tonight. It's time to go to our closing thoughts and wrap it up on this very cold Thursday evening live here in the Chicago area. Pete, we're going to let you go first. Family, anything going on with the family and with betting, anything, any eclipse of thoughts, which are next week, early Pegasus thoughts next week, just anything at all.
1: No, nothing yet. I mean, Pegasus is always exciting. I mean, we're not anticipating a great Pegasus field, unfortunately, but we just hope it's a, it's an even field with a good betting race, if nothing else. And hopefully the turf comes up pretty good, which at least we'll, we should get something out of that. It just stinks that the, the Pegasus won't be that great. It's a great weekend. I mean, sports wise, we got NFL playoffs, should yeah. be a lot of fun. So Jim Polaris I'm sure he's pumped for the, for the bills hosting the chiefs. That should be fun. Let's get some Josh Allen going back there. And it's just a great, you know, it's a great weekend all around. We're getting the Derby preps. I mean, we always get excited when the Derby preps really start to kick off. And when we start seeing yeah. the graded stakes ones kick in at their three-year-old season, that gets the ball rolling a little bit, and we get excited for that. So it's good to kick that off.
0: Pete, I got a little Derby, uh, dirty, a little Super Bowl future at five to one with Buffalo. I really like Buffalo right now. I just, something I know they got to win at Baltimore in your neck of the woods, so to speak. But I don't know. I think it's weird that, you know, Buffalo could win the whole thing when people least expect it after all those years of losing and then, you know, not be able to beat the Chiefs. I'm, I'm, Buffalo is very interesting to me to possibly win the Super Bowl. I wish I was getting a little better, plus 500. But anyway, I digress. Paul, final thoughts, sir?
2: The tale is coming for all you Bills fans this weekend. That's all I'm going to say to that. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to be negative, but I think there's a carryover at Santa Anita tomorrow, which kind of prompts you to look at the California race and Santa Anita, and look, it, we had a wonderful weekend out there, Howard. Uh, Del Mar is unequivocally my second or third favorite track. Um, but I don't know. California, Del, uh, Santa Anita has eight races tomorrow, pre scratches, a total of 47 horses, under six a race, pre scratches. There's there, to, there are your fields and,
0: for the pick six tomorrow on screen five five six seven five seven Paul. I mean 10, 16, and I 20, love 15. I want to support California racing, but I mean
2: but geez. it's yeah but if you now look at the first two races and you, I think there's a total of twelve. I'm pretty sure it's yeah it's forty seven I think for yeah. this for the card. you know and, and again I hope that you know that they, they they had a hearing today out there. I just hope it can resolve itself because Clearly, two of the premier racetracks in the country are in California. So, um, yeah, so that's uh, that, That's my uh, that's my little negative thought. But uh, I am looking forward to next Thursday. Um, I'm certainly hoping that uh, my guy Cody's wish is horse of the year. It will be Godolphin's first ever horse of the year, which is kind of amazing considering the success that they have had. And, uh yeah we'll talk about it next Thursday night but uh yeah I'm looking uh looking forward to that and uh looking forward to this card Saturday I I think it's good that the fairgrounds this is a well slotted card in the racing calendar especially yes. with the havoc the the weather is wreaking.
0: it is uh two quick thoughts in the chat then I'll finish Paul Conlin says what's Sierra Leone going to be in the future pool this weekend uh I believe he's uh advanced 30 to one
2: 30 to one morning line in this the future pool that opens tomorrow
0: you know he's'll he's we'll finish be,
2: lower than that
0: yeah so he's gonna be under the radar guys because like fierceness is coming back locked is coming back and Sierra Leone is like laying low for a month so I actually expect his price to go higher not lower in the next few weeks, just because these other, you know, monsters are coming back. So that doesn't deter me at all, but that's the answer to the question. I have some bad news for you, Paul. I mean, this is, I am you're sitting (laughs) down, right, Paul? I'm very sorry to inform you. You are now his third favorite host after that snide Bill's comment. Come on.
2: Well, he knows he's, he's Taylor's come. Maybe Taylor will stop by the house and then he won't feel like that. Uh, Taylor's coming she's she's coming for all you bills people this week I, I can I say this Pete I the people who get all worked up uh, you know I see columnists writing out um uh, 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 uh her I think it was herman Edwards, who I like generally but terrific failure as a coach you know it, it's why people aren't interested in the NFL I think it's just the opposite I mean who cares i well you get People who would never watch a game are now watching it, if only to see if she shows up. It can't be bad for the NFL. I mean, I'm a little obsessed with it. Granted, I love the jacket and all that stuff. But I, I just don't see how you can get worked up about the fact that she's out of game watching her boyfriend play football. So that's all. That's It, liter- it literally
1: football. does nothing, Paul. It literally has no effect in a bad way. Right. It's just people crying yeah, it's just because sick. it's a right. woman it is what it is. getting attention. Right my wife my wife who watches football anyway but she's obsessed she loves taylor swift she's a swifty by heart she watches chiefs games now and now roots for the chiefs and i bought her a you know she i, I bought her a, a my uh go taylor's boyfriend go Taylor's boyfriend shirt so she can wear it during <laughs> the Chiefs that. game. And I bought yeah. her all kind of stuff for Christmas. Who cares? It's a bunch of people. You know what? The NFL doesn't give a crap because you know what it is? Oh, more they cash. love it. Yeah. Yeah. They love. It. Maybe, maybe they right. should get Taylor to buy a horse so we can get some more fans to watch horse racing too. Maybe we should try maybe that to see if that works.
2: All right, so how we went a little off the reservation there but, oh wait jim know, just jim asked. just
1: put jim just put a nice comment in another oh, one what, but i was
0: ready to wrap it up what, are, what are, uh, wow okay, I think we'll, we'll, we'll just let we'll just let people read it. We keep just that one in. that's that's yeah, a
1: good that's one. one she wow. has good taste jim is all i have to say yeah. she has yeah. great
0: taste uh you guys want my opinion on the on your comment paul the whole taylor yeah. swift thing don't we have bigger things to worry about like come on her right members, really I mean, don't we right. just let them have fun? Who cares? Right. Like, I mean, and he's wrong. By the right? he just like, said wrong. You should be more yeah, worried about wrong. the fact that you can't touch a quarterback in this league anymore. And the minute he starts thinking about sliding, it's like kryptonite. And if you even like go bing, you get like a fifteen. Like that's what we should be worried about. Like there are so many other things to worry about in the NFL <laughs> than than Taylor Swift coming to a game. I mean, and of course, they're a coverage. He's has what a billion followers. Or some like ridiculous numbers. So I mean, yeah. more than you, Herman Edwards. By the way, sorry, he's she's a little more popular than you. Just yeah.
2: <laughs> right. so, <yeah>. uh, oh, <laughs> fair. Kapal is from Ireland, Howard. I love it.
0: Oh wow, awesome! Did he say that? That's that even I, that better. I, Just I, said
1: goodbye from Ireland. yeah Ireland.
0: Fear, why don't you meet me? uh, yeah. uh I'm gonna be in your neck of the woods possibly uh, over the summer. Why don't we send me a, send me a DM or something, Fear? But thanks, appreciate that. Great racing in Ireland, by the way. Um, final thoughts, real quick. Big week next week on the podcast, guys. Again, Monday, horsing Around. Wednesday, betting and boozing, covering the early pick five on Pegasus Day, which, guys, is going to have stake races because there's, what, seven or eight of them or, some, or nine, what a ridiculous amount. Uh, and then we have two shows next Thursday. Pegasus preview, late pick five, the big races before the Eclipse, and then a post-Eclipse award show with heavy drinking i'm sure i'm hoping pete and paul you guys will both be there if you can if not no problem we'll get some other people to come on but that should be hopefully celebrating the godolphin people and and the dormans and cody's wish because paul i always feel like we say this the story just continues although i really do think this would be like the real closing ending to this story of of cody's wish if he can win and cody Dorman. Cody's Wish can win the uh, horse of the year. That'd be very cool. Anyway, we'll wrap it up, guys. It Thanks.
2: Yep. Thanks, Howard. Wait, wait,
1: wait. The, the, closing, the closing of the story is when Paul's book is then That's, made into was, a movie. Thank you, Pete. That's when yeah, it, it is, wins it, the Academy Award. Then we're going to – let's, it, let's, let's, oh, let's wow, extend it a little longer. Award? Let's oh extend goodness. it a little longer. Well, you know what? In, in, my,
2: in, in my world, Howard, there's a lot of work to be done before we say the story ends, but I, I get the you know I what, get I, the concept. I don't. No, I don't. I don't.
0: Pete, if 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 Paul if a movie is made and he's nominated for an academy award if you and I are not like on stage right behind with all those people, you know, on the stage. <laughs> I'm going to be Oh called. boy, might be are... oh, No, so we just happen. we just
1: at least need the podcast to be depicted in the movie with us on screen like this, at least just doing something wow. to where... You... I, wanna... <laughs> that, yeah. I love yeah. that yeah. idea. That's there what we go. need. Even if, want... a, even if it's even a fast one, we just got to do that. That's what we're you focused know,
0: on. You want to be, screw that screw the tickets. I like that better publicity there. I like that idea <laughs> yeah. better. There yeah. you go. All right. For my new publicity Pete Visco and Paul (laughs) Howard. This has been your host, Howard Kraft's episode 324 of Picks and Ponies. Crush your bets in New Orleans this Saturday. Take care, everyone. Have a great night. Bye-bye.